There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome in to another edition of the Tim McKernan Show. It's uh, picking and groaning, uh, critically acclaimed uh, from a download standpoint, uh, really not really uh, taking off because uh, when producer Joe and I get together to pick games, we pick them inaccurately. Uh, really disappointing week last week, producer Joe, uh, as I'm sitting here in the uh, HomeLoanExpert.com studios in Kirkwood and you are on uh, on the road. Uh, are the games that we picked, uh, common games, we pick seven every week, uh, one lock and then six, we uh, both pick, uh, and, uh, you went one and six, oh, and one on your lock. I went two and five, oh, and one on my lock. And then you, uh, gave two soccer plays. I bet on both. Uh, they both lost. Yeah. I'm aware of that. I am aware of that. Uh, you were on Georgia. They covered, you were on Missouri, Arkansas over that covered on Tennessee, uh, against Vanderbilt, that didn't. So two and three there, and then you gave the listeners a four-team teaser, uh, and uh, that did hit. I was on um, Oklahoma over, uh, that hit. Oklahoma State over, that hit. And uh, I was on Ohio State minus 11.5. Of course, they won by 11. Uh, and I was on uh, Auburn, Alabama over. Uh, it was a higher-scoring game than I think some people would have thought, but it didn't get to the over, so that lost. And then I had the Notre Dame-Stanford under, and it pushed at 58. So I was 2-2 two and two there. Either way, just really dreadful. So you're 46-45 and 45 on our uh, Maggie O'Brien's picks for the year. And that sucks because you were trending toward a great 55%. Not to say it can't change, but uh, now at 50.5% against the spread, 6-7 and seven on your locks. I'm 44-47, and 48.4% against the spread, and 5-8 and eight on my locks. Horrible. Uh, your thoughts on last weekend, and how much did it hit you financially? Uh, it was. Uh, I enjoyed the holiday. I did not so much enjoy uh, what came along with the gambling. I uh, I felt pretty good about our games last week too. That I, I liked Missouri. Uh, I liked Bama, and I liked Clemson. I hit Clemson, and then uh, I got nothing else the rest of the week. The Chiefs shit the bed. The Steelers kind of dicked around for a while. Uh, I was surprised by the Saints. And then magically, late in the game, when they have to start moving the ball quickly, they're able to do so and why they weren't doing it the entirety of the game. And then I had Notre Dame. It was just bad. Um, The soccer game's not good. Although I felt all right with the chances in Chelsea and Liverpool and then United dicked around and wins 1-0. And so it – Financially, it was not a good weekend, but I had a lot of fun. I was uh, in a hole, and I shipped on the Blues and Wild, and it became a profitable <laughs> weekend because of that. And then I threw a taste <laughs> on the Saints, uh, just really kind of like out of boredom. But, I mean, the, the truth on that, and this is something to keep an eye on as we continue to, to talk Rams every week with our picks, uh, is the Saints' two corners weren't playing, which is why in DraftKings I had a huge hit in DraftKings, huge hit. 
Uh, and so I loaded up on Rams receivers, and I should have uh, had the foresight to consider that. I just thought the Saints would be able to move the ball, and the Rams wouldn't be able to stop them on the ground. And they did stop him on the ground. And for whatever reason this year, and he's my fantasy football quarterback, Drew Brees, I don't, they're just taking the ball out of his hands. And as you said, in the final few minutes, they moved the ball like effortlessly. It was like a 70-second drive for a touchdown when they couldn't do that all game long. It's a very odd thing. And I'm curious to see if Sean Payton will adjust this weekend against the Panthers or if this is just going to be kind of the way it is. It's like, oh, we have two great running backs, so now we're going to take the ball out of Drew Brees' hands. I'm confused by that, especially... Uh, against uh, the Rams, who had major trouble uh, stopping uh, the Vikings' passing game the week before. Yeah, I uh, the, the Rams also have that tough stretch of schedule coming up as well. Uh, I realize. Yeah, but I mean, they're one and one playing the Vikings but, and the Saints. They they get a kind of a, an off week this week with the Cardinals, yeah. uh, but then they they do have the Eagles. I just I think that's the, I, I, if Marshawn Lattimore comes back. Uh, that's a game changer for the Saints. He's he, he probably have the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year in Kamara and the NFL mm. Defensive Rookie of the Year in in Lattimore. Uh, and their two starting corners weren't weren't in there, and and Goff was able to capitalize. I mean, Sammy Watkins and Cooper Cup both had huge games. So keep an eye on that. We will pick uh, the Rammies in this thing, in addition to the college football championship games. Uh, and let's let's start right there, Georgia. And Auburn, and I don't think I've seen your pick, so I am I'm learning uh, on the show where you are. Georgia and Auburn, SEC championship, War Eagle minus two and a half. Uh, I'm going to take the points, which shouldn't be a surprise because it's Georgia playing. I just don't see Auburn dominating both lines the way that they did the first time they played. Um, there is also something about the fact that they're not going to be at home, where they also got Bama last week that the change of environment now, the difference between Athens and Auburn to the Mercedes-Benz Dome there in Atlanta, it's almost equidistant if you're going to look at it that way. So there, it's not as though you know Auburn's stepping into enemy territory. But there's going to be probably 60 to 70% Georgia fans there, I would imagine. Um, but I, I just don't see them being able to dominate both lines of scrimmage the way that they did against Georgia. They're not going to hold Georgia to sub-50 yards rushing. Um and that I, I, I like Georgia outright, so I'm going to love the points. And I think uh, that with the win on Saturday, they end up getting into the playoff. But uh, I, I think it's an alluring experience the last time, and it was the perfect storm for Auburn the last time that they played. They had everything going in their favor. Jordan Hare was rocking. Everything about it was, was right there for them. So I just don't see them being able to duplicate it. And it's that second time playing against a team theory, too. I am so split on this thing. I mean, it's right. I, even right now, I feel like I could flip a coin. So uh, not that anybody's following my wagering advice at this point, being three games under 500 on the year. Uh, but I'm so split on this one and also TCU Oklahoma, actually, which I know we'll be getting to momentarily. I, I, I agree with you on the home thing. I feel like nobody is playing better in college football right now and has been, by the way, for the last, God, I don't know, six weeks, five weeks, than Auburn. But I do agree with, A, the home thing, and B, the fact that they're playing each other for the second time. The, the, the success of Auburn this year has come with their run defense, and we saw it again last week at home against Alabama, and I don't know why that wouldn't necessarily work. The question is the health of their running backs. Uh, and is Karen Johnson going to be – is he going to be effective? I mean, he looked like he was shot by a sniper on that play where he left the game against Alabama, and that shoulder situation, that seems like even if it's better, it's easily – re if that is a word. 
So yeah, I'm, right. I'm going to go with Georgia. I, I certainly wouldn't jump up and down about it. But here is here is a play that I do feel like has value. Georgia is 8-1 to one to win the national championship. And from my standpoint, I think that's a great value. And I think that's like sixth, uh, by the way, of the teams listed in Clemson and Oklahoma or, or, or at the top right now. But my thought process is this. I think Georgia and Auburn, as you just heard me say, is a flip. If Georgia gets in there, they're either the two or three. And if Georgia gets in there, they are, unless somehow Clemson were to lose to Miami, which I certainly don't see happening, they would play Oklahoma. And I think Georgia's offense is a bad matchup for Oklahoma's defense. And I think Oklahoma's offense, not that they would get shut down by Georgia, uh, but they would they would have some battles on their hands against Georgia's pass defense, even though we saw Drew Locke in the first half move the football quite effectively, and Jake Bentley did the same thing with South Carolina, even though they didn't put up a lot of points. I just think that's a bad matchup for Oklahoma, and then at that point, uh, you take your chances in the playoff. You could say, okay, I, I feel confident this team's going to get into the championship game, and they're 8-1. to one. There's value there. Again, that's not me picking them. It's just looking at it from a gambling standpoint of being value. And at 8-1, to one, I feel like Georgia's a good value. That's my... Uh, my, that is my play on Georgia. Not necessarily betting heavy on Georgia or Auburn, but I like Georgia's a value eight to one to win the national championship. Uh, I, I don't want to. I don't know if we're going to go down the path of who we think is going to end up being in the college football playoff, and I think our picks are going to dictate in a lot of cases the way that we feel about it. Um, but I think you have to handicap. You know, if you're going to take that Georgia eight to one, then you obviously are going to be on them this weekend if you're going to make that play. Uh, unless you're just in the business of giving away money on something that could theoretically happen, I suppose. Um, but while you're talking about that, and, and you say Oklahoma and TCU is a coin flip for you, that I think when we're done with our picks for the college end, then I, I would like to get your one through four of who you see in sure. the college football I'd be happy today. to do that. Because, because I, regardless of what the committee says that they try to do, because there, do, there does tend to be moving goalposts from time to time, um, I think – what is going to play out this weekend is going to result in something that's in a, is going to be done in an effort to prevent some form of, of uproar, I, I guess would be the easiest way that I can tease huh, it. I think I feel like I know where you're going with this, but we'll see. All right, Miami versus Clemson, minus 9.5. Uh, Clemson currently number one. Miami coming off a loss at Pittsburgh. Your thoughts? Uh, uh, a pretty good home crowd is going to be present for Clemson playing in Charlotte. And I don't think Miami is very good. I haven't picked them very much, if at all, this year. And so I will lay close to 10 points that uh, Clemson's defensive line is going to cause a lot of problems for, uh, for that Miami offensive line. I am all over Clemson, and I'm irritated that Miami lost because I feel like the spread would have been maybe, <laughs> maybe under a touchdown. And I would have been shipping the roll on. And it scares me because I'm not usually ship the roll guy. Um, yeah. I, and when I was a couple of weeks ago on Ohio State against Illinois, I'd still make the play again when it was 41 points and the hurricane killed me. But uh, by the hurricane, I mean the rainstorm there, not the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, but I mean, I just, I just, I, feel, I mean, the, the one outlier on Miami's season is what they did to Notre Dame. I can't figure that out. It's the one thing that just doesn't add up to the rest of the year. But Miami losing to Pittsburgh doesn't stun me. Miami nearly losing to North Carolina. Miami nearly losing to Georgia Tech. I'm probably leaving out a couple of others along the way. Florida State. And that's the team that's going to go against Clemson with a spot in the, the college football playoff on the line. I just don't, 
don't see. I mean, I think Clemson's just going to run them off the field. Uh, nine and a half is a decent amount of points, but I still it doesn't scare me. And I know you like to give out like 14-team teasers, but if you can get Clemson actually getting points, wow. <laughs> so either Do you agree I, with this, by the way? Because we're clearly not thinking Miami's going to win this game. If Miami wins, are they in the college football playoff? Uh, well, I don't think so. Wow. Um, God, I think it's a lock. I, well, I, I just, my argument's going to be, are they one of the four best teams in the country? And uh, I, I still don't think they are. And but by beating Clemson, it doesn't mean that I think they are either. You know, that I, I, I don't forget that Clemson lost to Syracuse. You know, the same way that the Ohio State losing to Iowa and having 55 hung on them there shouldn't be forgotten. That part's getting brought up. But, you know, they, they, they lost to Syracuse. And that was a game that still took place. And that, those, that would be two losses. And I realized that Miami would have then beat Clemson. But they still lost to Pitt. That's still not as good as I put, Auburn, or put Alabama in over them. Auburn's a better loss for Alabama on the road in that case. Still a better loss than theirs would have been against Pittsburgh. And then you're going to start matching losses across the board of who's here and who's there. And I, I, I'm going to take good wins versus that. That'd be their, I guess, their best win because Georgia beat Notre Dame as well, granted by one point, but they still beat them. And that was the first game that Jacob Fromm uh, was playing quarterback at that point too, on the road. So they're, they're one Miami's strength just doesn't, or their schedule doesn't add up for me. But if you've the beaten board, the number one team in. and you've beaten Notre Dame and you've beaten Virginia Tech, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would be sh- first off. I don't think Miami's going to do it, but just for the sake of the discussion, if they were to, and I would allocate God twelve percent to Miami beating Clemson straight up. Uh, I don't know how they're not in. I feel like from my standpoint right now, there are three teams. Uh, well, there are two. Excuse me. The win. It doesn't matter because because of course you have two teams playing. Auburn Georgia winners in, and. Yes. Clemson Miami winner is in. We'll get into it because I we're, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm wandering all over the place, but uh, that's interesting that you don't think Miami would be in. All right, here's the one that that would either cause chaos or it would be smooth sailing in. At least I think so. Uh, Ohio State minus six and a half against Wisconsin. Fun fact for no one tell. By the way, Clemson started mm-hmm. at minus five this week. It's all now up to nine and a half. Holy crap! Did I miss an opportunity there? That that also scares the hell out of me, but it also follows logic. And Ohio State was only two and a half, now six and a half points. Uh, yeah, and it can get up to probably nine and a half, and I still feel very comfortable with Ohio State. But Ohio State's going to win. I, I, I feel very confident in saying that outright, and I'm going to take them, and I'll lay the six and a half points and take the Buckeyes in this game. We want to make sure that we thank our studio sponsor here on the show, and that is... Ryan Kelly and his team at thehomeloanexpert.com. Without Ryan Kelly and the thehomeloanexpert.com team, we wouldn't be able to bring you Gary Pinkle or former Senator Jack Danforth or Chris Kerber or Isaac Bruce, Clay Travis, Tyoka Jackson, all of these names we have had, uh, along with the Cardinal President of Baseball Operations, John Mazalak, on this show in just the first couple of months. So we ask that you make sure, if you're on board with the podcast, you follow us on Twitter at McKernan Show. You like the page on Facebook, The Tim McKernan Show, and you give us a positive review, if you please, because it helps the business of the podcast, and it certainly helps the business of the podcast. 
if you go online and make sure that when the time comes to buy a home or to refinance, you go to the homeloanexpert.com. I have sent family members to Ryan Kelly and the homeloanexpert.com team, and I certainly would 100% do business with Ryan Kelly and the homeloanexpert.com team when the time comes for me and my wife. Yeah, the only one of these games in the college football we're not picking USC Stanford that I uh, feel very confident about is Clemson against Miami. So watch that be the one that doesn't hit and the other three go. That's the way it's been going for me in 2017. Um, I, on this one, two weeks ago, I would have gone Ohio State. No question about it. Can't wait to see Wisconsin be exposed for being the Miami of the Big Ten. Um, but, you know, in fairness to Wisconsin, even though they haven't played good teams, they have pretty much beaten the hell out of or won comfortably almost everybody they've played. It's just they haven't really been great teams. So, I, I, you know, something that you bring up when we do this segment is, is teams' motivation. Now, you would think a Big Ten championship is enough. I don't know what the mindset of the Buckeye players and staff is on what the reality is for them to get in the college football playoff. Um, and then also the health of JT Barrett and how that could all factor in. Uh, and I, I do wonder about that. And then I'm wondering, okay, have I been undervaluing Wisconsin just because they're not Alabama, they're not an SEC team, they don't have the historic name of Miami, they kind of have this grinded-out style, and then you kind of look at it and you go, well, God, I know they haven't beat anybody, but they have beaten the hell out of people. So I do wonder about it. And it's funny, on our TMA fan page, I know you're not on Facebook, but a lot of people expect Wisconsin to win, and I'm kind of surprised by that. I felt like it was a foregone conclusion. People think Ohio State's going to win. I'm going to pick Ohio State, but I'm, I'm like I said, it's similar to Georgia and Auburn. I'm just not jumping up and down about it. You sound way more confident than I do in this one. I, well, I, 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 you look at look at who each team has played. Now, granted, Ohio State doesn't have a world beater schedule, and they they did lose you know a huge game against Oklahoma earlier in the year, and then they lost to Iowa. Um, but they have tested themselves against better teams than Wisconsin has this year. Now. Wisconsin's scheduling, and you, know, you and I both know that schedules are done five, six, eight, ten years in advance. It's not as though they're just getting through with the season and they start laying out next year's non-conference opponent with the expectation that teams are going to be good. I get it. But Wisconsin just hasn't been tested, and I think it ends up being a bigger game than they uh, are going to be prepared for. And I do think Ohio State, you can look at and say, well, at the beginning of this week, you know, for instance, Auburn is a two-loss team, and they're in the playoff right now. You put them in there as one of those teams. Well, we just knocked off the undefeated team that was still remaining to be seen. They're, they're going to want to be – the motivation, I think, is going to be there to at least have a an argument that they should be in one of the four teams. And I do think if there's one team, and really only one team, that has this obligation of these four games we're picking, and again, not picking the Pac-12 – uh, to actually put it on somebody, because Clemson doesn't need to put it on Miami. Uh, Auburn or Georgia just wants to win and get in. Uh, and if Wisconsin wins, they're in. Uh, and if Oklahoma wins, they're in, is Ohio State. If they get an opportunity to put in, and, and they do, I feel like of all these teams, they're the one that actually, I mean, people would think it's Alabama, put, but Alabama didn't put it on people this year. Uh, I mean, I guess a couple here and there, but not like, it has been, which is why I just wasn't sold on Alabama going into the Auburn game. And Ohio State, I mean, hell, they put it on Michigan State. Um, so I feel like if they get that opportunity, Urban Meyer will put it on them. I'm, I'm just not sure they're going to get it. Ohio State minus six and a half. 
Uh, we're both on Ohio State. TCU versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma is laying seven. A weird 11.30 start on a Saturday morning. Uh, what do you think on this one? Uh, I'm on Oklahoma. I, I got the Heisman Trophy winner playing quarterback. And uh, TCU's cool, I guess. But I, I, I just see them being able to score a boatload of points, even though it is against TCU. And you're going to hear about Gary Patterson's defense. I get it. But I like Oklahoma, and I think it would be quite ironic for them to have a very, very good year after Bob Stoops leaves. And here's a big game for them, winning your in without any doubt. And it's where you saw Bob Stoops you know, fumble things so long. A big game Bob wasn't necessarily big game Bob late. And uh, I, I like Oklahoma. Oklahoma and TCU is another flip for me. and I, 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 I have to just be honest with our audience. I'd love to come in here and go, I love Oklahoma minus seven, or TCU is going to get their revenge. I just I've, The truth is this. I've had a weird feeling about this game ever since it was finalized that these would be the two teams that somehow TCU would win. And if TCU wins this thing, my God, uh, if TCU and Ohio State win, uh, holy crap. But uh, – I'm going to take TCU in the points. I could wind up looking at this thing, and it's 28-3 to in the second quarter and going, yep, that was really dumb. But I'm going to take TCU um, and the seven points. And it's just it's strictly based on I've had a weird feeling about it. And over the course of all the years of us picking games, when I've had weird feelings, not that it's been absolute, but more often than not, it's hit. And I know that is horrible reasoning, but that's where I am on it. All right, to the, uh, to the NFL, Rams minus seven at the Cardinals. Uh, what do you think on that? I'll take the Rams and lay the lay the points. A reluctant I don't feel Rams good about pick. it. Yeah, it is. I, I've never really felt good about taking them, but I, I will take them and lay the points. And you know the Blaine Gabbert sideshow, although last week kept them in a game against uh, against the Jags. I don't necessarily see him being able to do it, and that's against one of the best defenses in the league last year or last week against the Jags. I don't see it being a duplicated performance, and uh, I'll reluctantly. Pick the Rams. I think the Cardinals uh, can actually win this game. Gabbard is doing something that no, none of the other guys were doing, and that's he's found a tight end that he throws to uh, and having great sex with, success with, great sex with, I guess, is what he's doing. That, that, would, be, that would be breaking news. That would be a hell of a story. Uh, great success <laughs> with Ricky Seals-Jones. Uh, and as far as their sexual relationship, about the official position of the Tim McKernan show is we know nothing about it. Uh, but uh, the, they, they're actually scoring some points which is stunning mm-hmm. because I would have thought otherwise. And I'm just, I just, I'm just not sold on the Rams. I'm just not. I'm just not sold on the Rams. And I realize those who are Rams fans kind of came out of hiding locally. Uh, hard to believe that they exist locally. And like, see, told you they were good when they beat the Saints, even though they got beaten by the Vikings. But that's why I'm saying it's like the reason the Saints have been so good this year isn't what people historically have thought of with the New Orleans Saints, and that's Drew Brees throwing it everywhere and them just outscoring a team 41-38. to That's not what they're doing. They're grinding the ball on the ground with Ingram and Kamara, and they have a great defense, specifically outstanding corners, and those corners weren't healthy. And so that's why I'm just not necessarily sold on it. Uh, the issue is, can the Cardinals actually score some points themselves? But seven points, I think that gets enough for a cover, and I'm more comfortable there. If the, if the number were three and a half, I'd probably be on the Rams. Uh, Cardinals, I'll take the seven points at home against the Rams. I'm surprised by this number. Big time surprised by this number. Mm-hmm. Eagles I picked it, by the okay. way. Okay, Eagles minus six at Seattle. That's not to say that I, I I would be all over Seattle. I'm just surprised at the size of the number. I would have thought the number would be in the three and a half to four and a half range, and it's Eagles minus six at Seattle. 
I I will take the Seahawks at home with nearly a touchdown uh, points that I'm getting any single time they're playing against anybody. I don't care. Like I realize the secondary isn't what it was because of injuries. I get that and their offensive line and Russell Wilson having to bail them out. But I'll take nearly a touchdown at home with the Seahawks. Well, whereas the Rams and Cardinals number has been minus seven from beginning to the time we're talking about it, the Seahawks Eagles line was Seattle minus three, and it's now doubled to minus six for Sunday night football. Uh, I am going to take the Seahawks as well. One of the things now that I've kind of dug into daily fantasy and game flow is the Seahawks play to their competition. In other words, they've won games this year where they where they they slow it down because their defense is keeping a team in check, and so they'll score like 14 points and just kind of la-di-da, we'll do this, and even though our running backs are random, we'll just kind of... But if they're playing a team that can put up points, they're firing all over the place. And we saw that, for example, when they beat and came back and beat Deshaun Watson and the Texans back when the Texans were able to move the football pre-Tom Savage or pre-Tom Savage's second run. So they can do it. It's just they only do it if they're forced to, which strikes me as an odd thing. It's historically been successful successful for them. I just don't know why they're not doing it this year. I mean, Russell Wilson is the focal point of that offense because they can't run the football. It's essentially Russell Wilson and Baldwin, Richardson, and, and Lockett. And, and then if they're in the red zone, it's all Jimmy Graham all the Jimmy time. Graham. And I just I, I think they're going to have to do that, and I think that works to their advantage. And also, I think it's a fair point of contention if I'm going to point out that the Rams really haven't beaten anybody minus their win in Jacksonville and their win last week at home against the Saints. When you look at what the mm-hmm. Eagles have done this year, you know, they, they now they have kind of taken the route of they beat the hell out of everybody. But, you know, it's not to, it's not to take a shot at the Eagles so much as I'm just, you know, they, 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 they have been, the, I mean, the, the NFC East is a, is a mess. And to go into Seattle... I don't know, and, and be able to get the Seahawks with six points. I think. I mean, I guess if you're looking at the Eagles' schedule, I guess it's, I guess it's a win on the road in Carolina that would be their, their best win. They did win in Los I Angeles believe- against the Chargers, and I, and I, and I'll tell you, I think the Chargers are kind of this random team because nobody's there to watch them. But even mm-hmm. when they were losing, they were playing competitive, like here where they lost to the Eagles on October first by two points. They have a pretty damn good defense and. Uh, Rivers and Keenan Allen is a hell of a connection. So, you know, but you just look at who they've been beating, and they've been beating the Bears and the Cowboys and the Broncos and the 49ers. I think the Redskins are good, so I wouldn't dismiss that one, even though I know the record doesn't necessarily reflect it. Uh, And the Cardinals and the Giants. I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sold 100% yet on the Eagles. I still think if I had to pick a team, by the way, it depends on the health of the secondary. I'd pick the Saints out of the NFC. Because uh, I think if they need to do it, they can throw the football. I just don't know why Sean Payton's not doing it. Uh, but I'm going to take the Seahawks in the six points. And that's not necessarily because I'm jumping up and down about Seattle. It's just I'm like six points at home for them. I think they could win that game. And I think it's kind of 52-48 on the Eagles winning it. But I can get six points. I'll take the six points. You know, you uh, you brought up the Chargers. One thing that, it, yes, the Eagles have beaten one team that I believe are presently over 500, and that would be the Panthers this year. I think that's the number. Uh, but I heard Peter King earlier this week talking about that he believes right now that the Chargers are the third-best team in the AFC and possibly by the end of the year will be the second-best or the best team just because very little faith in what the Steelers do week in and week out, uh, whether they're going to hang around and let Brett Hudley in a primetime game 
you know, come down to a field goal. But, uh, yeah, the Chargers are good. Uh, so I want to make sure we uh, did this because we said we were going to do it and we haven't done it yet, and that is uh, who we think. I want to do because I did this on the fan page, and I know you're not oh, you on did. it. Uh, well, the, the, it's a twofold, though. Who do you think the four best teams in college football are right now? And then who do you think the four teams are that will get in? Because there's a good chance the list is – well, I know my list is different because I, of course, know my list. But I have reasoning for it. And, and who do you think the teams will actually be and what their seeds will be? All right. Uh, who I believe to be the four best teams in college football right now, Clemson, Oklahoma, Auburn, and Bama. Um, in no particular order there. Just those four teams, I think, are the four best teams in, in college football right now. The four teams that I think get into the playoff, Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Bama. And I think, for whatever reason, this is where I was going with my thing, is that I think the committee will do everything in their power to prevent an all-SEC championship game, and they'll have Georgia and Bama as the 2-3, meaning Georgia is going to jump from 6-2, to two, Bama jumps to 3, and they'll have Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, Bama play against each other in a semifinal. That way, I guess in theory, you're setting up a, a possible rematch between Alabama and Clemson. But I think in their eyes, that would end up being better than Georgia and Bama playing for a national championship. I mean, I think one of the things that, that is a real scenario here from my standpoint is I think Auburn and Alabama could wind up playing for the national championship. And, oh, my God, can you imagine what things would be like in the state of Alabama if that were the case? That'd be I mean, it'd be unfortunate because I hope it's Georgia. But I know, I know, but uh, I mean, it is, and I'm picking Georgia as well. Not, not really passionately, but uh, here, here, here are the four teams I think are the best. And I realize this is like, look at me play. But considering it's my podcast, um, I'm not necessarily dying to have anybody look at me. It's just my observation, and I posted this on the fan page as well. I think the best team right now is Clemson. I think I'd feel differently, perhaps, if Auburn were healthy. Uh, but I'd go Clemson 1, Auburn 2, Oklahoma 3, and Penn State 4. Um, and the four te- And I realize people go, what in the world? Penn State, because they're not even in the discussion. To be clear, I don't think Penn State's going to get in or even is on the radar. I just think, I think, you know, they lost in the final seconds with a huge lead in Columbus. And they were, I believe, were they number one at that time? Either way, they were near the top, number two. Uh and then had that bizarre game in East Lansing where it was delayed for a long time. And they lost on a second a field goal in the final seconds. Otherwise, that's a team that's been there in every game, including two tough road games, and uh, beaten the hell out of their opposition this year. And I just think that's a hell of a football team. So in a vacuum, I think they would be there. In other words, I don't think they lose at Pittsburgh. I don't think they lose... Uh, against Iowa. I don't think they lose against Iowa State. I just don't think that team has it uh, in them. I don't think they lose against Syracuse, although I put an asterisk on that because of the quarterback situation for Clemson during that game. So, with that all said, uh, the four that I think will be there when it's all said and done, I think you will see Clemson and Alabama have that rematch, except it'll be in the semifinals. Uh, and whoever it wins the SEC, it's, it's total flip for me. I think is the two, and uh, I think Oklahoma is the three, but I could certainly see it being vice versa. Either way, the main ones that, that, that matter for the purpose of, of what you would see would be Clemson being the one and Alabama being the four, which means the winner of the SEC championship and assuming Oklahoma wins, which clearly I'm doing, and I'm clearly assuming that Wisconsin loses. So you are, you are on Alabama getting in over Ohio State, as am I. 
expound because some people may have a problem with that. Well, I, I look at a team that lost one game on the road. My, you know, so there's there's the argument right now, which is the number two team in the country, and they're going to be playing for their conference uh, in a few days. So there's Alabama's one loss. I realize November they haven't been great, but it's still their one loss. Then I also look if my argument is is Alabama or, or Ohio State. Ohio State's going to say, well, we want a, we want our, our conference. Okay, I, I understand that. You also lost and had 55 hung on you by Iowa, and at the same time you lost a home game to one of the teams that's in the playoffs as well. Bama's loss came on the road, and it's one. They lost two games, one of which was at home to a team that was in the playoff in Oklahoma. There's my argument. I, I, I get it that you're going to say, well, you know, the two losses and one. No. I mean, Alabama's lost their one game on the road against a team that's playing to get into the playoffs this week. And if Auburn definitely wins and gets in, I think the argument's even smaller. That The argument then becomes is, well, the team that you guys lost to has three losses. Well, I was, what, seven and five. So you don't get to use that argument there either. That if Auburn is in and uh, and, and something happens to be able to get Bama in, if nothing changes, Bama doesn't get in. You know, that, that if everybody up top oh, yeah. up oh, yeah. Yeah. Then, then that. Bama doesn't get in. But if something happens and the only way it ends up happening, I think, is I feel pretty strongly about Clemson winning. I feel pretty strongly against Oklahoma winning. Um and I feel pretty strongly about Ohio State knocking out Wisconsin. Uh, so something is going to open up to be able to bring one of the teams in. But my, the argument I don't think is all that hard, in all honesty. I mean, it happened. You guys, or you guys, I'm saying, Ohio State, you got your asses kicked against Iowa and had 55 hung on you. That, at that point, it just, it, your argument can't be, well, you know, no, you lost. You lost and lost badly, and then you lost a home game against one of the teams that's in the playoffs. You're going to argue that you get a better chance at a neutral site to be able to do something against one of the teams that's in the playoffs. No, you lost at home. The tough thing for me on it is that I feel like Ohio State is penalized for playing a great team in non-conference. And I realize, because you're probably going to jump in and go, well, you don't know who it was going to be you know, when you scheduled it, but they obviously went out of their way to schedule a team that historically is a powerhouse, just like, by the way, Alabama did in scheduling Florida State out of the gate. And who, who would have known Florida State would deal with, A, the injury in that game, but then, B, being a mess the rest of the year. Um, but I, I, my point is this, overall for college football, what is the incentive to do that? And that's that's a general point. That isn't specific to that. But because people say, well, these are two lost teams. Well, Auburn's loss, now Auburn controls its own destiny, but Auburn's loss was at Clemson. And uh, Ohio State scheduled a great Oklahoma program. And, you know, that's it. Because if Oklahoma, because Ohio State, let me put it this way, Joe, had Ohio State scheduled, you know, pick whichever random, you know, school they could have stamped on as opposed to Oklahoma and were a one loss team going into this weekend's game against Wisconsin and beaten number four, Wisconsin, I think people would say Ohio State would be in the college football playoff. Am I right on that? No, I think so. Wisconsin's living proof right now that is, if you feel as though you can run the table in your conference, you don't. if you're one of the big five conferences, if you feel like you can run the table in your conference, I personally don't think there is any incentive to go outside and play a That's tough That's what game I'm saying, and I, and I feel like they tried to send the message that that isn't the case, but Correct. that would be if Ohio State ships Wisconsin – then I feel like they're and the, 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 I don't think they would get in. 
Now, maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't think they would get in over a one-loss Alabama, of course, isn't playing this weekend. And and therefore, the penalty will be, well, Ohio State has two losses. Alabama has one. And again, it's not like Alabama did the Bill Snyder in the 1990s. They did schedule Florida State, you know, in addition to, what, like a Fresno State, Mercer, and I don't know who the other random one was. But, you know, that's what they they, they did, and that was supposedly the game of the century. But now Ohio State's going to have two losses, and just like Oklahoma would have had two losses had they lost that thing, and they went on the road and played in Columbus. That's the thing. I just... And I hate that, but then I look at it and I go, okay, if you're Barry Odom, you know, is I realize the SEC now is a rule that makes you play a non-conference Power 5 team. But, you know, go out of your way to call, you know, one of the butt-asses. Don't call, you know, Oklahoma or Ohio State. That's what I'm saying, and it's just an odd thing to me, and I don't know if that's getting enough attention, but you could see it wind up playing out if Alabama gets in over Ohio State, which I would expect to happen, even if Ohio State beats the hell out of undefeated Wisconsin, which I certainly think is possible. You're not going to hear an argument from me on it. And listen, the Florida State thing is is unfortunate in that case because they had they had nothing that they could do based on what happened in week one. You can't you can't make them better, although Fresno State is a top 25 team right now because they beat Boise last week and they play them again this week. Um, so it is another top 25 win for Alabama in that sense. That I, uh, I, It was supposed to prevent these types of things from happening by the idea was play against somebody, improve your worth, but if you feel like you can – but here's the thing is – if you think you could potentially trip yourself up and lose a conference game somewhere along the way, then yes, you are benefited because you might be able to pick up that win against one of the good teams. Yep. No, on the other side that. of it, on the other side of it, how ironic is it that the Big Twelve initiates a championship game now, and it could eventually get no teams in again because if Oklahoma loses to TCU, whereas they're playing this made-up game this this week, that. A year ago, there was no Big 12 championship game, and Oklahoma for sure would be in the playoff. James Carlton is one of the great sponsors of the Tim McKernan Show, and all we ask is that you support the sponsors. That's it. We'll keep giving the content as long as you support the sponsors. Give James a call, please. Would you? Really? Please? 90% of homeowners in Missouri escrow their premium with their mortgage and have no idea what they're paying or what they're covered for. Call James today to protect your biggest asset. 314-961-4800. 314-961-4800. In fact, you can go to his website right now and go check him out at carltoninsurance.net. Call James, and he very well can get you better coverage and start saving you money. In fact, he can often include $100,000 in life insurance without even increasing your payment. The switch is easy. They do all the work for you. Just takes one phone call or apply online at carltoninsurance.net. It's James Carlton and his incredible staff right here in the St. Louis area. They're not some big national chain. Sure, he's with State Farm, but it's his own agency, and that's why he can give you personal service like nobody else. You see their reviews on Facebook? They're unbelievable. People get that excited about insurance? Well, it's because of the customer service. How refreshing would that be? 314-961-4800. James Carlton of the James Carlton Agency. Uh, your lock this week, sir. Uh, my lock this week is the over of the Patriots and Bills, 48 and a half. Wow, a rare NFL lock from you. Yeah, yeah. And then I've got a, uh, I've got a 14, 13 point championship, championship weekend teaser for you. And they are all overs. 
And I will take tease the over. I have of never heard you pick an under in all of these, in all of these years. Well, my, my soccer pick is an under if it makes you feel. Wow. Better. Okay. Prove me um, wrong. Very nice. But my 14, 13 point teaser is the over of all four of the big championship games, huh. and you're going to get them all. Georgia get down at thirty five. Miami and Clemson down at thirty three and a half. Uh, Ohio State and Whiskey down at thirty eight and a half, and then the TCU Oklahoma down to fifty and a half. Wow, 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 wow! And then my soccer play is unfortunate because the number is not out yet because it's uh, a midweek uh, round of games in the English Premier League. But Manchester United and Arsenal play this weekend on Saturday, and I am taking whether it's two and a half or three. I don't care. I'm going under that number. All right, fair enough. You are under. Well, we know we'll put it down as under two and a half because you don't even care what the number is. You're taking the under. All right. Correct. I hope, I hope it's at three, so at worst, I think I push, but I feel pretty good with uh, the under. My lock, we, 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 well, you had to, this was in your teaser category. Uh, my, my lock is uh, also uh, from the uh, conference championship game, Ohio State-Wisconsin. I'm surprised that's 52 and a half, but I guess that is, I, I, I think, let me put it this way. If you think Wisconsin's going to win, you're on the under. I, I don't know how you can pick yes. Wisconsin and the over. Uh, the game Correct. flow would be, I mean, of course, can it happen? Yes, but that's what the game flow would be. I'm of the opinion uh, that Ohio State is going to uh, win it, and I feel like the number 52.5 is, I, just, I, think, I still think even in a bad uh, defensive performance for Ohio State, which, by the way, will be fascinating to see with Greg Schiano how his week went, uh, how things will be for the Ohio State defense, uh, that uh, that Wisconsin's going to score at least 17 points. And then at that point, I just am very confident Ohio State's going to be in at least the high 30s. Uh, and, and so I just, I'm surprised that number's that low. But again, I look at it, I go, okay, that's for the people who think Wisconsin's going to win. And if Wisconsin's going to win, they're probably holding Ohio State under 24 points. So that's where I am on that. Uh, and then along the lines of, uh, a couple of plays as far as the uh, others that I would recommend. I really like Memphis against Central Florida. They're getting seven ah. points. I really like Memphis against Central Florida. I feel like there's a distraction situation with Central Florida, uh, with Scott Frost. And I like Memphis. It's a great football team. Uh, and, I, and I realize that most people probably don't even realize that Memphis is as good as they are. Uh, but they're a damn good football team, and I like them getting seven. Uh in that game, and then um, I'm also high on a couple of totals in the NFL, as you were making reference to. That's your uh, your lock. I don't know on that over under just because the Bills, it's such a weird deal with their offense here uh, lately. So I, I don't know if I would go. I mean, when you're teasing it down, it certainly is, becomes more appealing. Uh, I am on the under of the Dolphins and Broncos of 38. I am on the over. <laughs> You, I imagine you agree with that now that you hear it and you picture what's going to happen. Uh, I don't even know. I, you know. I mean, what? I don't a even mess. think I would tease. I don't think I don't. I don't know if I would tease that one down 13 points and go over. I think both of those offenses are so bad right now. I mean, to think that you could tease it up to 51, but uh, uh-huh. I mean, I'll just take the straight 38 and don't include three other teams. Uh, so I like that one. I like the over on the Texans and the Titans, which I think is a contrarian play. A lot of people see the Texans and go, "Oh my God." I think the Titans will get things going offensively on that Houston secondary. Uh, and then I also like the over on the Packers and the Buccaneers in addition. And then I'm going to – the tough thing here on this is I don't know the health of the players. I get the indication because I'm reading up on it for my daily fantasy 
that they're going to be back, but I'm going to take the Saints minus four and a half against the Panthers. Also, Cam Newton's questionable. I expect him to play, but I wonder how healthy he is, and I'll take that minus four and a half. So those are my additional plays. Um, to give it a, a round five, um, I would go with the over on the Giants and the Raiders. And you go, well, my God, Geno Smith is the quarterback. There are no wide receivers on that team. I expect some pick sixes for the Raiders. From a daily fantasy <laughs> standpoint, uh, I would recommend the Raiders as being a nice value play. And I think they will throw all over the place on uh, the Giants. So that's where I am on uh, on that. And granted, don't get me wrong, by the way, they won't have Crabtree or Amari Cooper, but I still think they'll do it against the Giants. So there's, there's my plays. Uh, in addition, I'm anxious to see how it plays out with these. Not necessarily, I mean, I'm looking forward to watching the college football championship games, conference championship games, but what winds up happening if all, all it takes is an Ohio State uh, or TCU win. And what happens if both of them win, by the way? Just throwing out a, you know, 5% scenario. So you have your ACC champion in. Well, I don't know. Maybe you don't. I have. Well, I have the ACC champion in, and I have the SEC champion in. I then I have Alabama. Then who's your fourth team? Uh, well, I mean, I think there would come the argument for. Well, I mean, how, if that's the case, if you're saying Ohio State wins and TCU wins, then you're going to say, well, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, or Ohio State can't get in over Oklahoma in that case. Because Oklahoma went to Columbus and won. Right. That game actually. That's the, that that's game the, took that's place. why that's why I feel like that one is the one because nobody's really talking about it. Is a lot of people are talking about the possibility of Ohio State winning, but TCU yeah. winning isn't really getting talked about. And if both happen, what do you do there? I mean, what for real? I mean, what what in the hell do you do? Because you're going to have that exact same discussion. And then what, um, what is T, 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 I guess the out is TCU did lose to Oklahoma, so they're one and one against each other. So you can justify putting Oklahoma in still over TCU, even though they just lost. I mean, what in the hell do you do? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I'd love to see it happen as long as Georgia wins against Auburn in that case, because that would that would put in Clemson, Georgia, Auburn, and then you you have a massive dog pile to see who gets in at number four. And wow, I don't know. I think it ends up being Oklahoma because Oklahoma would say, well, we're tied with TCU and we still beat Ohio State. Like that, that I think would trump the argument. I mean, who else, who else is available at that point? You're going to say a one-loss Wisconsin? No, they would have just lost, and they don't have the strength of schedule, I believe, to be able to get them in at that point. Um, I, I, I think it ends up still being Oklahoma. Wow. God, that I mean, would be fascinating. It would be pretty great to see. Absolute cast. Well, looking forward to the weekend. Hopefully, uh, we do a little bit better than uh, the disaster that was uh, week uh, 13. So, uh, Producer Joe, as always, appreciate it, sir. Thank you for participating in more picking and groaning. Uh, bye. Bye.